Welcome to the Moments That Matter podcast. I am your host, Laura Escamilla. And I am your co-host, Isaac Escamilla. And today is just going to be us having a discussion. Please excuse my voice. Um, having a little allergies this week. But what I wanted to talk about today is what happened last week with our episode with Ralph and physical therapy. And we wanted to build on this kind of theme of speaking to young professionals about what they went to college for, their majors, what it looks like in the workforce for them, just to help parents and students get an idea of what that looks like in the real world. So that led me to this kind of deep dive, if you will, into looking into different majors. And as parents, Skylar graduated a few years ago, and you hope once you get them into college, you have a sigh of relief that it's done. They got into college. But once there's like another level, once it's getting your graduation of what are they going to do? They're going to enter the adult world and get a job. And can they get a job? Where will they get a job? What's, What's going to happen, happen right? when she's past the finish line? Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Right. Do they go to graduate school? And there's a lot of discussion about going to college in general, investing in a higher education. And when you use the word investing, you start thinking about your return on investment, right? What's your ROI on this? I started exploring a lot of different degrees, majors, and really what that looks like. Also, does your major matter when you're applying to college? For the the students out there who are just getting into the process or maybe entering their junior year, finishing the junior year, going to start doing this process in August. Maybe somebody's been accepted to college and they have four or five options. They want to be a business major and what that looks like at different schools. Sure. There's a lot to consider when kids are expected to know what their major is when applying. I don't think undeclared isn't a huge pool of students, I think, like when we were in school. I don't. I didn't know what I was going to go to school to study. I didn't either. I think I was undeclared first couple of semesters. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I was under the impression that you just had to get through your basics and then you figured it out. But kids today have to know going in. It's very competitive. It's right. much more accelerated. So I started looking up if it mattered what your major was when you went to college and if that affected your chances to getting into school, being admitted to school. And my research has shown that, no, it does not matter for admissions into the school. But it does matter when you're looking into the specific program. So every school handles things differently, and they only have so many students they can accept into each class, into each program. They can accept maybe 2,000 undergrad students or freshmen, but they can't all be the same major. They can't all be business students. They they kind of get told, you can come, but you're not in the school, right? And we've experienced that, friends have experienced that with the University of Texas. Red McCombs McCombs business school is a big deal. Amazing business school. You got into UT, but you're not in the business school, right? Not yet. You can earn your way in. Right. And similar situation at Baylor, right? So Lucas was pre-business. Yes. And he had to get through all of the weed out courses, through all the accounting and business calculus and all these things before he could get into a business major. He had to earn it. And we had meetings, but not until after he was admitted, after we decided he was going to go there, we didn't realize what that looked like until after we made the decision. We didn't know going in that was the situation that if he didn't have 3.0 or above, he was out and he had to pick a different major. We didn't realize that. We just thought 
he wants to study business and he's going to study business. But that's not how it works. That's how it used to work. Maybe not there, but where I went to school. (laughs) I think more schools are moving to this format of you have to meet certain criteria to be business majors. And there are some students at Baylor and it's the same at UT Austin and a lot of schools that they are excellent candidates and excellent students that get in as freshmen. But they need to be know in honors you. programs. They need to be very specific types of programs. We're talking about the standout students, right. the ones that really went above and beyond. They get accepted right. directly into right. the Red McComb School of Business. Or and the- Lucas didn't do any of that. So I'm not going to say that he couldn't have, but he didn't apply to any honors programs or want to do any of those additional things. But there are students who do, and there are students who yes. get it done. Again, it doesn't matter what your major is in that sense of getting in. There are a lot of thought processes that we're looking at. If, what if I pick a major that's not popular? Will it increase my chances of getting in? Now, one of the things that comes with that is that you may not be able to switch majors later. Once you're that's your locked strategy. in major. Right. It's hard to switch majors because there's only so many. Right. I have an anecdote about the University of Texas. <laughs> I um, applied twice. And they closed transfer admissions at the time. I was an ACC student in Austin after mm-hmm. I left UTPA. And what they said was I could choose a major and I would have a better shot at getting in. So I got a giant packet that asked me if I was an athlete or a musician or something of that nature. And I had a family friend who was able, probably able to get me into the school of whatever it is that holds the Spanish department. Mm-hmm. I'm not a strong Spanish speaker. I'm a, a foreign language, foreign liberal language. arts type yeah. So uh, I could have gotten in probably as a Spanish major, but I don't know what I would have done with it. So that, and I think sometimes parents or students look up like, well, if I go into this major, I didn't get into... UT for Red McCombs, but this other major I could to declare. But obviously there's a danger in that because you're not really interested in in doing that. I don't think I would have done really well. Wasn't all that interested. So there's pros and cons to this, but I think also more than anything, more than just the major, it's what's going to happen after, right? What are you going to do after that? And I feel like we went through this with Skylar going in. She wanted to be forensic anthropology that's why she picked the school they had a great program good program and as she did her internships she started to realize that's not maybe how she saw herself working day in day out once you see what they do day in and day out and make a life of it she couldn't picture herself in a lab day in and day out and that would have been good information to have going in. Experienced or known somebody in that lab environment or been able to shadow Before or experience going to it college. Through, a, through a proper internship. Right, which yes. leads me to try to get your kids the advice just from us learning, not by any expertise, just being parents, trying to get your kids to shadow, to look into other people who have that profession, to see if that's something, to see what it really looks like on a day in and day out basis. Because which in TV, which what you think up in your head, it's glamorized, right? It's not. Sure. It might be wildly different. Right. Than and, an episode of Bones. And we learned recently that you can take days from school to You can visit take some days to visit to... schools and you can take some days from a school here in Texas mm-hmm. to look at a shadow, career, shadow yeah. a career and yeah. go to a, a And I know schools do career days and stuff, but you really have to see what it's like. And Skylar did an internship with the sheriff's department 
and she thought everybody was great, but she could not see herself in law enforcement day in and day out in that capacity, right? So these are all things that she learned, though, later in her degree. She was already too far in. You can't change. At some point, you can't just switch majors without extending your time there at school. She'd hit the point of no return. We're going to finish this off. So that led to graduate school. What do you do from graduate school, right? That's where you shift. But there's a lot of studies that show that graduate school does improve your return on investment, but that is cost more money, right? You continue to pay out more money. Definitely. And anecdotally, graduate school for me made a tremendous difference on that, on my return on investment, which was a very minimal return on investment graduate school through Texas A&M Kingsville. I, I was able to get my return on the investment immediately after graduating from there and, and switching roles and getting a different job. And it's paid off quite a bit yeah, in the years sure. since. And, you know, the same for me. And I think There's a discussion about higher education and that there's a lot of jobs that aren't requiring a degree anymore. So we go to the number one reason that a student goes to college is to get a job. So that was the concern after Skylar decided that she didn't want to pursue that. So I would recommend, again, to parents that they allow their children, give them an opportunity to explore what's out there, what jobs look like day in, day out. There is a nonprofit organization called Burning Glass Institute that did an analysis. They track people's careers. So they have found that computer science majors and engineering majors are the highest earning degree potential. And there is research that shows that, again, there is a cap, right? You can get jobs. People are posting positions. You don't have to have a degree to have this position to apply for it. But there is a cap at how far you can go. Research proves that when you have a bachelor's degree, you can continue to move up the ranks. So there is a possibility for you to get in the position. But to continue to move up, you need to have a degree to do that. And I think about my mom in that situation because she worked her way up in in advertising from a secretary to an assistant and a salesperson, and then she was a director. But when she wanted to move up the ladder, she just kept re- reaching a ceiling. And she went back to get her degree in her 40s so that she could do that. And I had a similar experience. I had my bachelor's degree and I was moving up. But when I wanted to explore running the nonprofit, I needed to have more. So I went back for my master's. So I think it continues. There is a ladder, right, that you have to continue to work up where you do get that return on investment similar to you. You wanted to make shifts and explore other opportunities. I did. And you have to continue to get an education to do that. That is a proven way to do that. So when people are thinking about the return on investment, you want to think about the skills that are developed from that university. I know there's a lot of vanity schools, and I definitely... We've heard people would make comments to us about Baylor is too expensive, but we had the theory that the opportunities available at the school, the resources provided at the school, the networking opportunities provided by the school were worth the investment to us. Lucas, in his second year, he's gone to career fairs and he's met with people with different companies and people come visit their classrooms and try to get them in and recruit them for internships. So I think when parents are helping their kids, figure out what to do. You obviously just don't want, you don't want to only think about money, right? You want, it has to be something they're interested in. Of course. But there are also opportunities that you have to think about. It's not just a school, but there are great schools that offer 
opportunities to network. Yes. But if you don't have the type of child who networks and does that kind of thing, it may not be worth it. Right. right. Going back to our guest that we mm-hmm. had on last week, Ralph, mm-hmm. who is a, is, is a very great personality and he was great, I'm sure, in college and networking. He's got a great circle of friends and people he can reach out to. But that's his personality. So he is thriving now because he was able to do that so well over at Texas State. But he could have done that just as easily at Baylor or the University of Texas. And what he did was pretty incredible, taking the considerations for cost and that return on investment for the school that he went to for what was best for his family. I just That was a a nice combination of things that he did. I think it was tremendous. And which led me to to wanting to have this conversation that people consider you can go to a reasonably priced university and accomplish something amazing, but it depends on what work and effort you put in and the skills you learn along the way, because it's not always just about the skills learned in the classroom, right? It is about the networking skills, the planning, the project management, the ability to call and pick up a phone, the social skills and those other types of things that you pick up along the way that make you marketable, make you need to be hired. So one of the biggest things that I, as I was looking up more information, that when you're networking to encourage your student to not just grab a business card, not just pick up, hi, my name is this, I have your business card, I'm going to look for a job one day, but speak to the person on who they are, how, how they get got here? there, Why are you what made them nature? want to be there, um, which is what we're trying to, to expose parents and, and students to. But as they're going out into the world, and it may be their peers and maybe their parents, we have, Lucas has made some great friends who have parents who have done amazing things that sometimes yeah, we question my, <laughs> my, my success, our own, my, success. our own personal success. But the fact that he is exposed to this, exposed to students who have parents who work in these fields and he gets to learn about them and what they do. And when he meets them, he gets to have discussions about what that looks like. And it has really opened his world. And what it takes to achieve that. Right. And it, it has it has opened his mind and his world to what that looks like. And I think that's really important. So that's one of the biggest pieces of advice when networking, when you tell your students to go network and do that. And it is also about when they're looking at schools, when they're deciding on schools, look at the graduation rate, look at the internship opportunities available to students. Are they available to your students after the first year, second year? Also looking at the ability to do additional coursework, minors, add additional skills, have mentors and people that you can count on and and look at and guide you through the process. And what that looks like when you're looking at schools and say they all have the same graduation rate, right? 70%, 80% in these programs. But then, okay, let's add on what are their internship opportunities? So it's said that your last internship is your first job. So most of these Fortune 500 companies, most of these large companies that are hiring, they're hiring out of, I think it's 80% out of their internship pool. That's where the jobs are getting filled. So you want to make sure that whatever school your student is picking for their major, that in, those internship opportunities are there. So that's where they get their first jobs. And I've seen that uh, at our local university, uh, formerly UTPA, UTRGV. I have friends that went on to work for Walmart in Bentonville. And we know some folks that graduated from engineering and have gone on to work for companies that are global companies. 
right out of UTPA. But not only that, over at University of Texas and some friends that we have over at Baylor, yeah, they've gone on to do some amazing things based on those internships. And that, again, their last internship was their first job. And for many of them, they're still in those careers, in those jobs, in a different capacity, of course. But that was the stepping stone to get into the company. So I w- as I was going through this, I came across a website through the U.S. Department of Education called College Scorecard. And on there, you can enter just about any university to look up. And I really found it very interesting. It tells you a little bit about the university, but it tells you the graduation rate, their average annual cost, the earnings of a graduate, their their largest majors. It gives you their highest earning majors, the majors that have the lowest debt graduating from there. And I was really fascinated by this. So at Baylor, of course, is the first school I looked up. Their largest size class major is nursing, followed by biology and then accounting and then communications and then marketing for the largest size classes. The highest earnings, though, was not any surprise to us because we learned about this when Lucas was going through it, was their general sales merchandising uh, degree, which we learned about. And then their computer science is the second highest earning degree. Then their management information systems, then their electrical engineering program, and then their business program. Mm -hmm. So they had the highest earnings and then the degrees with the lowest debt graduating was business, writing, entrepreneurship, multidisciplinary studies, and communication disorders. So it was really fascinating. That is Um, interesting. I looked up and... For Baylor, their graduation rate is 78% to graduate in four years. Then I looked up UTRGV locally, and the graduation rate for four years is 58. Um, It has their annual cost, their earnings. Their largest size degree major is biology, followed by criminal justice, psychology, multi-interdisciplinary, health and phys ed. And then their highest earning, though is electrical engineering, computer engineering, registered nurses, mechanical engineering, and computer science. And I feel like we know somebody I in think all I know, of these. <laughs> we know somebody uh, that graduated from the successfully every single went one of those on, majors. They're um, doing really well. They're, they're all doing, really, doing really, well. really well. And then their lowest debt was political science, anthropology, international business, chemistry, and civil engineering. So this shows you a lot of great Now, I wonder how that factors in as far as the lowest debt, because four years at UTRGV, all things being equal, wouldn't it cost the same for every student? Or, or is there taking into account graduate school or other things that are required of some majors that are not required in others, perhaps? They are taking into consideration their medium earnings, their debt after graduation, their monthly earning, and how they would pay that off. Okay. Okay. So that's um, the formula. Yeah. So it's really intriguing website that I think parents would be really useful. What's the name of that website again? It is collegescorecard.ed.gov. It is by the U.S. Department of Education. I just Googled College Scorecard and it came up. I looked up the University of Texas, Austin. They have an 82% four-year graduation rate, median earnings, 72000 72, Their largest size um Majors were biological and physical sciences, biology, general, public relations, economics, and computer information science. Okay. 
their highest earning was the computer and information science degree, petroleum engineering, electrical engineering, management information systems, and finance. Okay. So I, I thought that was really interesting information. It I had known going in before our kids applied, I probably would have looked at this further. So I wanted to share that for one. So as we're going through talking to all these young professionals and what they've been through, how they paid for it, getting jobs after and what those earnings look like, your return on investment. This website is really I'm eager to hear the success rate of some of the people that we're going to interview uh, match up with some of the data that we have available to us through the government website. Yeah, that's great information to, to look at. And so I just wanted to touch based on that and go over, does your major matter? And while a yes, it does matter for your earnings and return on investment, it is not uh, necessarily a factor when being admitted to the school. The biggest things to take away is that you're developing the skills for the job. A recommendation was that you go to LinkedIn and look for people who have the job you dream of having and look at what their education was and what their history was and what skills they have. And maybe even reach out to them. Mm -hmm. I know that our son has reached out to some He folks has randomly and, and, uh, stalked people on LinkedIn, yes, that he's met. But they've responded to him. Yeah, they've responded and given him uh, useful information on certifications to complete and those types of things that um, I feel like will be really useful to him in the long run. So, yeah, but again, you have to have the kind of personality to do Put that because not everybody there. does. I don't know that I could do that, or at least at his age that I could have done that. I think that's really important. And one of the biggest differences on where you go to school are the internship opportunities that are available. So that's to consider. I think that's such a huge factor. And I know that for some students, like our daughter, who got stuck in the COVID era of mm -hmm. not being able to do a property internship, I think it was... Now, I don't want to say to her detriment, but it definitely made things more difficult. For sure. And when you're selecting a college and a major, you want to make sure, obviously, that it meets their, that the school meets their goals, that they have the graduation rate, that they have the support system. And one of the biggest things that I read is that schools don't care if you get a job. Universities are not set up to get you a job, even though that is the end goal. The school's job is to get you the resources and give you the skills needed so that you can go get your job. I think there's a shift now in universities trying to be better about that and offering career services and those types of offices that are specifically for that purpose. But not every school has that. Look at that. Look to see when you're considering schools, if that is a resource that they offer. That's a big consideration. And if you find a university that is very good at, at doing that. Yeah. And there's universities, of course, they'll post great. all the jobs or let people post jobs, but they're not guaranteeing you a job when you right. graduate. You have to do that on your own. And again, your last internship will be your first job Hopefully. in 80% of the cases. So that you want to make sure that you have access to. And choose to, wisely. Yeah, to great opportunities from that. And also when you're picking your major, it is not necessarily for admissions purposes, but it does matter in the sense of where you'll be placed and you want to have opportunities to do that. So you want to be outstanding in doing that. And then networking to make sure that students are talking to faculty and alumni and finding a mentor, finding somebody who can guide them and tell them what they need to know. Like Ralph had mentioned in the previous episode, he was networking in the organization for his right. major, the student organization, the student organization that helped guide him through what he needed to they do to be successful. Resources. Yeah, so definitely. I think that's really important. 
Because if you're not one to go out and you're like, I don't want to go to these meetings. I don't want to go to these organizations. It's boring and a waste of my time. But they're not, you know, they're take advantage not. of those resources. And if you want to pay for a big ticket school that with a great name, but your kid's not going to network, then you're not going to get your return on investment. Perhaps. Those schools are set up for the purpose of networking and alumni and the access that it gives you to information and resources. So if they're not going to take advantage, then perhaps you should consider another school. Definitely. And like Ralph did mention, you, there's a lot of stuff that you do have to do on your own. You have to motivate yourself and you're going to have to go out there and get it yeah. and take care of those things on your own. And there are a lot of also other skills that you can get, right, that, that Ralph mentioned that he went and he did the clinical things outside of school, outside of these other skills that he developed. But in the business sense, there's other skills, like certifications and other little things that they can add to their resume. Go to LinkedIn and look at, like I said, the job of somebody who has a job that you want and look at their education, look at their major, mm -hmm. look at their degree, look at the certifications they have and the skills that they've been noted with. And of course, and while and they, they might not that. always line up in a very clear path, you look at that person and you look at others like them, you'll begin to see a very distinct mm -hmm. pattern. For sure. And I think that's what employers want, right? They're not just looking at your degree, but they're looking at the skills that you Transferable skills. Right. So with that, as parents, we want what's best for our children. We want them to, when it comes to their education, to go to school, complete their higher education, but also get a job and get off our payroll. That's, yes. that's the ultimate goal. That's, that's a great goal. Get you know, and um, you need to consider what their majors are, what skills that they're developing. And what that return is going to be. And I think that this, this college scorecard is a great resource that I wanted to make sure to share that people go and look if their kids are just starting to try to figure it out, if they're already in college, just to have an idea of what they're doing. Obviously, ideally before they get to college, but sometimes, sometimes they're in it. Sometimes you have to pivot in yeah. the middle. That's a great resource. That's a great starting point. So research the college, the major, the career, the outcomes of that career, and encourage them to pursue something they're passionate about. but. Also, you want them to be able to take care of themselves. So that all comes into consideration. Yes, it does. So I hope everybody learns something and keep looking out for our next episode. We're going to continue to have more young professionals to talk to us about the different majors and the different ways that they've gotten through into the workforce and their professions. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening. Thank you.